This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the newspapers of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. On February 25, 1942, the news was dire. It was about the Battle of Los Angeles, an air raid on the night of the 24th and the morning of the 25th. That battle's largely forgotten today. That's because it didn't really happen. But it still had consequences. There really had been a bombardment of California on the night of the 23rd. A Japanese submarine had lobbed maybe two dozen shells at an oil field near Santa Barbara. Nobody was hurt and the damage was minimal, but it created a panic along the West Coast. Some people claimed they'd seen lights signaling the Japanese sub from shore. Were there foreign agents afoot in California? The resulting panic was in the air the next night when the Battle of Los Angeles happened. Sort of. There really was shooting and people actually did die, but there was no battle. There were just false reports of a Japanese air raid. Military authorities had ordered a heightened alert on the night of the 24th, and the air raid sirens sounded in the wee hours of the 25th. The Army's Coast Artillery Brigade fired machine guns and more than 1,400 anti-aircraft shells at enemy aircraft that, it turns out, weren't there. Five people died, three of them in traffic accidents and two from heart attacks, all of it blamed on the chaos and stress of the air raid warning. So what were the consequences of the Santa Barbara bombing and the Battle of Los Angeles? Intensified calls for the internment of Japanese Americans. In the wake of the Pearl Harbor attack two months before, Americans still had a mostly positive view of their Japanese-American neighbors, believing them to be patriotic citizens. But that tide was starting to turn. The week before the Santa Barbara incident, President Franklin Roosevelt had signed an executive order that gave military commanders the authority to designate any place a military area and remove any people from it. On the 25th, the Chronicle reported that congressmen from western states were now demanding that Japanese Americans be removed from California. Santa Barbara's representative was Alfred J. Elliott, and he said on the House floor, We must move the Japanese in this country into a concentration camp somewhere, someplace, and do it damn quick. That would happen on a massive scale starting in May, but for now, it was just beginning. 1,500 people of Japanese descent were forcibly removed from Terminal Island in Los Angeles Harbor after the Santa Barbara attack, and strict curfews were enforced. After the Battle of Los Angeles, the Secretary of the Navy quickly announced that it was nothing but a false alarm. He blamed war nerves. But it wasn't that different in 1942 than it is today. A lot of people didn't believe him and they charged the Navy with a cover-up. In the 1980s, the U.S. Office of Air Force History concluded that the panicked air raid reports stemmed from a weather balloon that had gotten loose. The Battle of Los Angeles. Mostly forgotten, but if it sounds familiar to you, you might just be a movie buff. 
One of Steven Spielberg's lesser-known movies was 1941, an ensemble comedy starring John Belushi as a crazed pilot who wasn't buying that story about a false alarm caused by war nerves. Who said war nerves? I heard it on that radio. Radio's wrong. It was based, very loosely, on the Battle of Los Angeles, February 24th and 25th, 1942. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Some of the music in this episode was by Pedro Esparza. He's at youtube.com slash Music by Pedro. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century. <laughs>